Y'all, we live in difficult times. There's war, political unrest, the pandemic, poverty, families being torn, communities ripped by gun violence and people dying every day. Police, injustice, it's all bringing so much pain. But y'all, we can look inside our minds and we can understand who we are, become better, and do this thing like we've never done it before. But it all starts with our mental health and I know we can do it. I believe in you because I believe in me and I believe in us. Hello and thank you and welcome to another episode of Therapy is Life where thinking, feeling and experience and well-being is what we do. And I have with me again, Anthony Miller, the business credit funding therapist. What's yes, up, also, What's up? How you doing? How you feeling man, again, man? Man, I'm doing awesome. It's, it's good to be on the podcast, and I'm ready to drop some more gems to help some more people to get from where they are to where they want to be. Yeah. In, in our last episode, we went into talking about credit and how it might affect our self-esteem. And, and then we jumped into some discussion about entrepreneurship. And in this episode, we want to do some more discussion around entrepreneurship and mental health. That's right, man, because being an entrepreneur will mess with your mental health, man. Ooh, because I mean, that song, Michael Jackson song, talking about you got me working day and night, man. When you're an entrepreneur, man, you're going to be working day and night. So, you know, I as a therapist, you know, never knew I would be an entrepreneur. But here I am being an entrepreneur. And I try to think back to the first time I was exposed to an entrepreneur. And I want you to think about that, Tony. All right. My first experience was the barber way down in South Carolina. Man, go in there on a Saturday morning with my father, sit in the barbershop, watching other people. And on this one particular Saturday morning, it wasn't Holly, nobody there. In fact, I don't know if it was a Saturday morning. You know, I was a, a really young kid at the time. But I walk in, there's two barbers there. One is standing right by the other as he's cutting this man's hair. And this man is kind of stocky. He got kind of like a, a Afro, light-skinned guy, look athletic. And I'm looking at him, I'm like, wait a minute, man, who's that? I'm looking at my dad like, who's that? And I'm like, I don't know. My deductive reasoning said, this is Muhammad Ali. But I'm like, no, this can't be Muhammad Ali. He's not in the barbershop with me, Muhammad Ali. No, the greatest of all time. Not Muhammad Ali, right? No, this is not Muhammad Ali. So I just sit there quietly, and my dad just sitting there all nice and calm. It's just us and two other people in the shop, and, and they're having a conversation, and the, and the guy's in the chair sitting quietly. So when I think about Muhammad Ali, it couldn't have been him, but the guy was sitting there really quietly. But he looked so much like him. I don't know if it was Muhammad Ali, but he showed he looked like Muhammad Ali. I asked my daddy, he said, uh, I don't know. I think it was, but I'm not sure. We never asked the question because, you know, we wasn't those types that were going to go up and say, hey, are you Muhammad Ali? We ain't going to do that. But we sit there in the chair. Maybe somebody else be able to tell me. I don't know. But anyway, going to a barbershop was my first experience with an entrepreneur because I didn't realize that it was a hustle for them. It, it, it was an honest hustle and they was working for themselves. 
um, to, to make their own money. And shout out to my barber now and shout out to all my barbers from the past. I appreciate you guys because you keep me looking good. Seriously. But what was your first experience, Tony? You know, I'm going to say when I was about seven years old, there was a man who used to drive a station wagon throughout mm -hmm. the neighborhoods. And I never knew his name, McGee, but we called him the Candy Man because he had a trunk full of candy. I mean, now and laters, gum, sweet tarts, sugar babies, any type of candy that you could imagine was in his car. And I remember it being real neat and mm. orderly. The, he did not say a lot of words. He just would pull up his car, open up his trunk, and just kind of stand there. And, you know, you would go over to the car and you say, hey, can I get some now laters? And he would get your order. He didn't put it in the bag or anything, but he would take your money and just nicely give it to you. He would say thank you. And then, you know, he would go and then we wouldn't see him for another couple of weeks. Then he'd be back again. But I remember mm. his quiet demeanor and, you know, just the fact that he said, you know what, this is this is my hustle. This is my business. I had no idea if he had a, a W-2 or W-9, but I knew he was the candy man. And what else struck me was that he was an older gentleman. He looked like he was in his 60s. Like I said, mm. I was seven. He might not have been in his 60s, but he looked that old. But he was kind, and, and I, I mm. remembered that. And in the last episode, I talked about being kind. I think that stuck with me. His kindness, his soft demeanor, and his neatness. That's what really stood out to me. And, of course, that good old candy. Thank you for sharing that, Tony. I, I really appreciate that, man. Candy had to be good. Um, I, I know it was, man. And obviously that inspired you. What do you think are some of the reasons why people might be motivated to become an entrepreneur? That's an excellent question. It all depends on the person, but I would say some of the general reasons are I want to be my own boss. I want to be in control of my destiny. When I wake up in the morning, I want to put my works in the earth. So being able to control their own destiny, being able to be to achieve financial freedom, because a lot of times it has been said that when you are an entrepreneur, you bring wealth to you eight times faster than if you were an employee at W-2 or W-9. I think people want to be entrepreneurs. Some people want to be entrepreneurs because the idea sounds good. Uh, mm -hmm. But as, as we've stated earlier, as we all know, entrepreneurship is more than a notion and it's not an exact straight line. There's going to be mm. bumps and bruises, changes and turnarounds. There's going to be frustrations. You're going to get hit upside the head. It's going to be a lot of things that come with entrepreneurship, but people's reasons are valid. Hey, I just want to try something new. Sometimes that's the reason why people become entrepreneurs. They've been working mm. their job for 25 years and they finally say to themselves, I'm tired of going into the office. Mm. Let me try something that I've always wanted to do and they go try it. So it could be something that you've always wanted to do. It could be something that you experienced in a dream. There's mm -hmm. different routes to, to how people come to be entrepreneurs and everybody, everybody's route is different. Gotcha. So with, with some of the ups and downs and turns and twists that come along with being an entrepreneur, I mean, in the, in 2021, according to an NPR report, there was over 5.4 million 
new applications for business startups, which tells you a lot of people are motivated to start their own business and to get away from doing the nine to five, you know, trying to make a living as Dolly Parton would say, you know, said back in the day in her song, right? Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, people get tired of that. So let me, let me ask you this. You know, I've go, I've come across a lot of clients who've had, who who come in, they have uh, anxiety, they have depression, they have uh, relationship issues, they have post-traumatic stress. And when we begin to unravel their issues, we find ourselves talking about their business goals and ideas and objectives and how they're going to move forward. And that being a great cause for much of their anxiety and the triggers around their PTSD or their relationship issues. And they're not just trying to solve those problems, but their entrepreneurial goals are directly related. And it causes significant problems for them. And so I find myself having this dialogue with them about their goals, objectives, their plans, and where they're trying to go. So, Tony, not to get this all convoluted and, and try to keep it uh, to a point. Tell me a little about, give me a little feedback on the plan for an entrepreneur. What does that, what should that look like? What are some key points, key factors in having a plan to accomplish your entrepreneur goals and objectives? I, I would say this, anybody can come up with a plan. That mm. is the easiest part to do, coming up with a plan. But will you stick with it? Mm. You have to have tenacity, the four Ds, discipline, mm -hmm. desire, determination, dedication. But of those four Ds, I would say discipline. Because you mm. can make a plan to start a business, but have you even contacted the Secretary of State in the state that you reside in to form your business entity. Mm. LLC, C-Corp, S-Corp, partnership. Have you done that? It takes discipline to do that. Mm. So you, you have to be able to say to yourself, all right, I have a vision and I need to sit down and write this stuff down. Because when you write it down on paper, you are 300 times more likely to achieve it. So 300 times more likely to achieve it? Down. Mm. 300 times more likely to achieve it. When you write it down, writing your goals down, writing your vision down, who do you want to sell your product or service to? That's part of planning. Sometimes we think, well, everybody on the face of the planet who's interested in my product or service is my identified client. No, they are not. No, they are not. You have to identify who's going to buy my product. Where does this person shop for groceries? Where does this person bank at? Planning is methodical. It is not just the idea. It's taking your time and being forthright and honest with yourself this is what i want to do let me write it down and then write it down and then take a couple days away from it 
then come back 48 hours, 72 hours later and look at it and say, okay, this is what I like to do. Then you shorten your list and say, mm. okay, let me make finer and finer distinctions to this list so that I know who I want to serve, what product I want to sell, what service I want to offer, who's most likely to buy it. And do I have the money to make this thing a reality? If I don't have the money to make this thing a reality, then how am I going to get the money morally, legally, and ethically? How am I going to get the money? If I have a spouse, I need to tell her about my idea, about my business. You can't just keep it to yourself. And maybe you've been hurt by, by people who you've told your ideas to, and maybe some people have stolen your idea or they said things and you said, forget it, and I'm not going to do it. Man, mm. entrepreneurship is like, you got to have thick skin. You got to boss this brain that God gave you. So planning is more than just thinking of it in your head. It is a true methodical, uh, it could be laborious. It could be the part where you don't really want to do. You just want to get to the product. No, there are steps. You got to follow the steps and you have to create those steps because no one is going to do it for you. That's the, that's the thing about entrepreneurship. It depends all on you in, in the beginning. You know, that's so, that's so good. That's so good. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, can I, can I add one thing? I, I think if I could add anything to what you said is fundamentally believing that you actually can do it because if you don't believe that you can do it, I mean, you already stuck because you can come up with the greatest plan, but if you don't believe you can do it, then you going to be stuck with, with doing anything because I don't see it. Cause how do we say it? If I can't imagine it, then I can't create it. I have to be able to imagine it first. So that's so good, Tony. So let me ask you, let's go a little bit farther into this because a lot of people get stuck in this space, the, the process. And let me start by saying and, and throwing this out and I hope it doesn't throw you off. A lot of people will have an idea about money and then the money doesn't come like they wanted it to come. So now they're like, you know, so all up in arms. But when you begin to evaluate what they thought and what they're doing, you realize there's a disconnect perhaps and what was realistic in the plan and actually walking through the process of getting what they want. Um, so can you give us a little bit more insight on the process, how it should work? What should we expect to see as we move from planning to process? There's, there's two parts to the process. And I'm going to go to the brain for a minute. Mm -hmm. There's the left prefrontal cortex and the right prefrontal cortex. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start with the right prefrontal cortex. You talked about belief. The right prefrontal cortex says, hey, hey, Anthony, you know you tried that before. It didn't work. So why are you trying it again? You're just going to be disappointed. You're going to get your heart broke. Nobody's going to buy what you want to sell. Nobody's going to purchase your product. And so then the disbelief starts to settle in. That's the right prefrontal cortex. Now, the way that it's, it, was been, it was designed was to protect you from, you know, major calamity. That's what the original intent of the right prefrontal cortex was. But you can't really rely on it because it will trick you out of going through the process. 
Because mm. the process, I'm going to get to in a minute, it, it's, it's the hurdles. But let me get to the left prefrontal cortex. The mm -hmm. left prefrontal cortex is why you planned it in the first place, why you said, I want to be an entrepreneur in the first place. The left prefrontal cortex says, you want to be an entrepreneur? Go ahead and do it. It's inside of you. Nobody in your family was an entrepreneur. You're going to be the first. Or you come from a line of entrepreneurs. You're next in line. You want to build a product? You can build it. You want to offer a service? Do it. Do it, Anthony. Do it, McGee. You can do it. Right? So that's the left prefrontal cortex. So we have to give more deference to the left prefrontal cortex, even if the right prefrontal cortex, the voice sounds louder. Now let's mm. get to the process. The process mm. is people over-promising you and under-delivering. It's people saying they're going to be there with you. You want to create a product? Man, I got your back. I'm with you. I'm down for it. And then when you look for them, they can't be found. I had a client mm. who wanted to open up a restaurant and he had like three or four people who were, you know, rah, rah, rah. Yeah, man, we can do this. We down. More black people need to open a restaurant, all this other stuff. But when he came, when it came down to doing it, they all left him and he went into a depression. So we mm. had to work on him understanding that, hey, man, your vision is your vision. And even though those people, they promised you and they said they were going to be there, you have to forgive them, let it go and do what God told you to do. Open your business. And he did it. It took a little bit of time because mm. he was so hurt. But you you can't expect other people to do for you what you have. You already have the ability to do when it comes out. Entrepreneurship. Mm. What else goes in the process is the hurdles. You're going to have hurdles. McGee mentioned funding. A lot of entrepreneurs have ideas, but we didn't come from a trust fund. We didn't get an inheritance from our grandmother or our fathers or our mothers. So, so we did not. We did not. Go ahead. <laughs> so, and many of us are living paycheck to paycheck. That's where credit comes in. So, even though you didn't get a trust fund, you didn't get an inheritance and you live in paycheck to paycheck. Don't let that be the reason why you don't become an entrepreneur, because money is available for those who discipline themselves, for those who have a burning desire, those who are dedicating themselves to the process of becoming an entrepreneur and those who are dedicated to the cause. Mm. What else is going on in the process? Heartbreak. Headache. All of those things going in the process, it's a part of it. It comes with the territory. You are not going to be an entrepreneur and think that everything you touch turns to gold every single time. Say that again. Gold Say that requires, again. McGee, McGee, everything you touch is not going to turn to gold every single time you attempt it. So I'm going to ask you something. Do you have an idea how gold materializes I have some idea, but you need to, it, it takes some time. Okay. It takes some time yeah, and pressure. Gold and diamonds, which are two commodities that most people in America really like, they take time. It takes time. Your business may get started and it may it take off in six months. Thank God for that. But that's not the case for most businesses. Exactly. Some people start their businesses in their, in their garage, exactly. in their basement.
So the process is you got to make finer and finer distinctions and you get, and you get to that point by experiencing heartbreak. When mm. you have a headache because your idea is not flourishing, mm -hmm. you want to use that as feedback. When your heart is broken because people said they were going to be for you and they're not, mm. use that as feedback to pivot. And you don't have to do a big old gigantic pivot, a slight pivot. Entrepreneurship and the process is about making adjustments and corrections. And you just keep making, it's just like when a baby is walking, they 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 walk, they take two steps and then they fall. And then they take three steps and then they fall. And sometimes when they fall, they don't want to fall again, but they know in order to walk, I got to keep doing this thing. That's what entrepreneurship is, is falling and getting back up. That's what the process is, falling so, and getting back up. So you don't have to change or throw away your whole plan. It's just you have to make a, adaptations to keep it moving. Yeah, just keep it moving. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff, Tony. Good stuff. Any more about any more on the on the process? Yes. The process is all is also small victories. Mm. The pro the process is turning the corner. I finally turned the corner. I finally got a sale or I finally got somebody to give me a call. I was getting no calls, mm. but now I got a call. Mm. The process is also finding somebody who will under-promise and over-deliver. And then you mm. can hire that person or you can work with that person. The process is also feeling like you're blessed. The process is also less stress. See, it's mm. not all bad in the process. It's not all bad. It's some good stuff that goes on in the process as well. Yeah, yeah. It takes both of them you gotta be okay with the stress and the bless and you know one of the things i think about the, the in the process is when you work for yourself oftentimes you're going to work more hours i used to think it was funny people say oh because you work for yourself you can just make your own hours but in the process of developing your brand and in and, and um building your business you're going to work more initially maybe down the road you can work less but initially you're gonna have to work more you're gonna have to put the time in and you have to be okay with that now, don't let nobody tell you oh you can take off tomorrow and next week and the day after that don't let nobody just tell you that <laughs> you'll be broke the the thing i want to say i want to add to that <laughs> so initially we want to be self-sufficient and we have to be it requires and it necessitates that we are self-sufficient as entrepreneurs yes, but at some point we want to get to the point where robert K kiyosaki calls the right side of the quadrant mm. and on the right the right side of the quadrant is the business owner and the investor so at mm. some point in all of our businesses we want to be able to step away from the business and watch it grow without us and that means we're going to have to hire managers and supervisors and different mm. people to replicate what we've been doing for years. Mm. But that Good takes stuff. that's part of the process. And, and a lot of times I will say, include that in your plan. Like eventually mm. I want to be able to step away and my business flourishes. So for example, I don't think McGee that you've ever met the owner of Target 
I know I, I never, have. No, I never. But Target have. is open seven days a week, and it runs on autopilot. Exactly. 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 I, you know, I, I love this, Tony, and I, and I think this is good. Uh, one of the things I, I, I want to ask about is about pacing, because sometimes people do come in with good ideas and visions about where they want to go, and, and they might have a thorough uh, plan, but it seems like being realistic about the time frame creates a lot of anxiety for them expectations to be here right here expectations to be here in two years or, or three years um it, it, is there a certain way you think we need to look at that and so we can we can stay regulated and, and not get too caught up in a place where it, it becomes negative for us emotionally the the one thing that i will say is if you have a support system it, and it can be one other person your support system mm. does not have to have 50 people but talk to your support person and say, hey, look, man, I I had a goal that my business would be making $10,000 a month by, you know, the 18th month of my business, but I'm only making $2,000 a month. Mm. And if that support person is worth their salt, they mm -hmm. will tell you, hey, man, it might be something that you're missing. There might be something that you're not doing. Maybe you have to hire two people to get you to 10,000 because mm. it's only so many hours in a day. You put it in 15 hours a day, but that's just you. If you, you hire two more people, maybe that'll get you to your 10. Remember, we talked about adjustments and corrections. Mm -hmm. So you can have, you can expect the world, man. I'm not going to tell nobody not to expect the moon. I am not going to tell you that. Mm -hmm. But if you want to go for the moon, make sure you understand there's a lot that goes with wanting the moon. Right. And, and you know, so the child side of us has this, you know, come with me and we will see a, a world full of imaginations. The practical adult side of us says, you know what, these are my goals, these are my objectives. Okay, this is where I want to go, but how, when I look at my environment, what, what, what I, what I want to do, how do I cultivate that in a realistic way? So I'm not beating myself up because my goals and my, um, and my experience didn't, wasn't in agreement enough for me to realistically get there. So we have to go back and analyze, you know, is this realistic and what do we really need to do to make that happen? You know, one of the things I like to say to people, if you have a goal, well, how do you how do you create that in one day? How do you create that in two days? How do you create that in a week, a month, or whatever? And so, so you can move towards it, but really being able to visualize it. Because sometimes I feel like, as you're talking about with a plan, sometimes people haven't really visual, visualized and come up with realistic, practical steps to create it. And so now they get all this anxiety about not getting there. And then they're blaming themselves or feeling bad. And so as a therapist, they're focusing, they're, they're making their issues with their current business in the process about issues that happened to them in their childhood or their, their mother, their dad, and, and all this stuff or other failures. And they're saying, well, I'm not good enough. I'm, I'm, you know, 
uh, I'm not good enough or, you know, I'll, I'll never be good at this stuff. No, it's about your current planning and operations. Is it realistic based on your experience, your environment? What, is, what does the data say about your, your, what you're doing and how it's going and how you can make money? What else can you do? Think outside the box. So thinking very forward and in the very moment. Yeah, just wanted to add I, a little bit of that to it. Man, that, that was perfect. And if I could just put in two cents about what you said, it goes back to being able to hire somebody. Because I know some, some, therap some therapists who are entrepreneurs in different industries where if they would hire a person, because we're not good at everything in our business. Exactly. If we, if we hire somebody, that could be all the difference in the world. You, you talk about, here's my goals, here's my object, objectives that I, that I created in the plan. I'm going through the process. I'm not where I want to be right now. And now I'm feeling anxious or I'm starting to experience weight loss or I'm starting to worry. I'm not, I'm able, not able to concentrate. I'm not able to focus. And my, my emotions have me here where I'm getting easily irritated. So those mm. are kind of signs and symptoms of someone who's experiencing depression. Exactly. Well, those, those are a natural outgrowth of what you're experiencing. But like McGee said, if you think outside of the box, I don't have to be the one to do everything inside of my business. Right. Hiring somebody who is smarter than me in that particular area can curve depression, can curb anxiety in an instant. Right, right. Because as a therapist, having a biller, like a lot of people want to do their own billing, man, but having a biller woo, can save a lot of time and energy. And you can focus more on doing your work. And I have to take my own advice because, you know, I did a short film and sometimes I think I can do it all, but I really can't do it all. I have mm -hmm. to hire experts to help me make these films look better and be better so I can focus on just directing. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's why I got to take a look at ourselves. Yeah, that's why I got BK Watts over here, you know, putting us together. <laughs> yeah, entrepreneur himself. Why? Because I can't do it all myself. I don't have time to be doing all the editing and all this kind of stuff, man. What he says goes. I work with him, yo. Shut. But yeah, you have to do that. You have to work with other people and, and, and find other support systems so you can and and and, 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 and pace yourself so you can get there, have realistic expectations. Because because a lot of times I think people want to get to the promised land or what they perceive to be the promised land. But they, you know, you know, you ain't you ain't worked in the in the wilderness long enough, but you want to be there. And so we have to be honest with ourselves. Keep it you know honest. Keep it real. However you want to say it about where we at, what we've done and understanding that we're going to have to put some work in because, listen, if you're going if you're going to get to that diamond, if you're going to get to that goal, you're going to have to do some deep drilling, aren't you? You ain't going to just get to it. You're going to have to do some deep, hard drilling. You're going to get dirty. You're going to get dirty. And if you don't want to get dirty, then being an entrepreneur is not for you. So as, as we move into the promise, McGee, I, I yes. gold, I've never held gold in my hands, but I've seen what it looks like when it's refined. Mm -hmm. But when they find gold in the dirt and they usually find it in Africa, 
it don't even look like gold. Mm. It doesn't even look like it has value. Mm. <laughs> so, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. You, it, it look like a dry tree. <laughs> yeah, man. It, it don't look like nothing. Like, oh man, what is this? What is this? And, what is and this? Times we we start feeling that way about ourselves, and like you said earlier, we start having these false beliefs, and the subconscious self limiting beliefs start to rear their ugly head. We let the right prefrontal cortex dominate as opposed to the left. Mm. And we don't believe. And the thing about it is a lot of times when we are in the process, we are also in the promise. The promise is not a big old magical end of the rainbow experience all of the time. So what you're saying is, what you're saying, I'm going to let you go. So what you're saying is, the promise is not a land of milk and honey. It is a land of milk, honey, thorns, thistles, rocks, all of that. <laughs> yeah. It's all, all of that. that. Yeah. <laughs> it's all yeah. of that. You, you, you never, you're going to get, you still, it's all of that. Look, look, and you, and you might want to think if you ain't getting no rock stone at you when you get to the promise <laughs> that there's something wrong. Okay, boo, like, look, get, oh, there's something wrong. Um, <laughs> if you're not still yeah. being challenged, there's something wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah there, there's something wrong. Yeah, but yeah. go ahead, man. Go ahead. What you want to say about the promise? <laughs> the, the promise is actually the fulfillment of the plan. It's the mm. fulfillment of the plan. It's the glory of going through something in the process. When you go through something, it's like a lottery winner. They didn't really go through anything except they just put in a number and they mm -hmm. got the winner got a big sack of money, whether they took it in a lump sum or payments. But history has shown us that lottery winners typically lose their money after about eight years. You mm. take a person who is an entrepreneur and they've been plying their trade for 15, 20, 25 years. Mm. When they get their two million or whatever the number is, they typically don't lose it. They are mm. able to pass it down to the next generation because they worked for it. Mm. They went through the turn, the, the ups and downs, changes and turnarounds. They went through the heartache, the heartbreak the headaches, the hurdles, the potholes. They went through all of that. And like I said, the other part of the process is the good stuff. They were able to smile like, I did that. Me and my team, we did that. I remember when I hired that medical biller that saved me 30 hours. I was racking my brain, but I hired that medical biller. And now I can free up my time to help more people. The, the promise is the fulfillment, but it's also you looking back and you can say, well, what did I learn? As entrepreneurs, mm. we, we have to always ask ourselves, especially when things don't go right, when we're in the process, what mm. am I learning from this? What, mm. is, what is this heartbreak causing me to be? Is it causing mm. me to be better in my own skin? That's what you want it to do. Don't let heartbreak make you bitter and mm. angry and frustrated and you want to hate a certain group of people or you want to hate your wife because things didn't go right. Learn from your mistakes. Everybody makes them. Even when you didn't make a mistake and it didn't go well, the promise, when you look back on it, you say, oh, man, you know what? 
I, I appreciate that I failed in that area because I used it as feedback and now I can go to the next level because it's not just a final destination. The promise mm. is not the end of, okay, I can relax, I can chill, I ain't got to do nothing no more. That's not the promise. It's mm. continual. You got to go to another level. So the process, the, the, the promise, it's joy, it's happiness, it's peace, it's fulfillment, it's contentment, but it's also, let me re-strategize. You know what? I, I think about uh, that and man, that's beautiful. I, and, and it makes me think, first of all, I'll start with myself and say, when I think about the, the, the promise, it makes me think about what I've gone through to be where I'm at today. So, you know, just a little over 10 years ago, you know, started the practice. And I remember having a, one of those big, big desk, two rustic looking uh, chairs and a flip chair that I sat in for my clients. Had this green, ugly carpet in my office and nothing else. All I had was my skill and training as a therapist and not much money. I was driving around in an old Honda, 1994 flip light Honda Accord. And, and, and that, that, when I think about that, it gives me chills. But I didn't allow that to distract me from working at my craft. And now I think about where we are today. I just got, you know, we just bought some new furniture, you know, office, you know, office is much nicer. Other therapists is in, in the office. And it's been, it's always been this journey, always been unfolding. And you know what? I remember when I got my bigger office, I wanted to furnish it completely all at once. And then it hit me. You know what? You've been enjoying the journey all this time. You don't have to do everything at once. Why don't you allow yourself to do a few rooms at a time and just celebrate yourself as you walk through getting this done over time? You'll find it to be more interesting versus feeling pressed, pressed, pressed. I got to have it all right now. And now I'm having anxiety because I couldn't enjoy my story and I didn't allow it to unfold. Oh, man, you just said a, a mouthful, man. And. And I hope the people listen to that and play it back 10 more times. That segment that you just spoke of, mm -hmm. they need to listen to that multiple times. You know, sometimes in, in the church world, depending on the denomination you go to, they will talk about prophecy and somebody might give you a prophecy. And a lot of times the people get excited and they get happy because they've received a prophecy. But do you know, sometimes prophet, prophecies take 25 years to manifest? Mm. Mm. It takes time. And in your example, McGee, you saw where you were and now you're here, but you're still growing. Exactly. You're still developing. You're still challenging yourself. You're still making corrections and adjustments. Those don't stop in the promise. They continue. Exactly. They continue. Those stones and thrustles, they keep coming and you keep getting stuck and everything. And you, you just have to figure it out and say one of the things about having experience, though, I think it helps if you if you if you take the wisdom of the heartbreak 
is knowing that when these things come up, oh, this has happened to me before. I've been here before. Uh, we, we've been able to work through it. We've been able to plan through it. We've been able to maybe not even do anything at all, but we've been able to keep moving. And we have to understand that when you when you knew at it, you, you don't know that you don't have that experience. But as you go through that, the more you go through that then you realize, man, you know what? I don't have to react every time something happened. I can I can be still. Let it play itself yeah. out. Or I, in this situation, I, I need to act. I need to be urgent. You know, you, you understand that you need to have more than one resource or one avenue in order to get stuff done. You need to think outside the box so you can keep your business moving. Because a lot of people fail as entrepreneurs because they, they lose the sight of that it's a day-to-day walk and, and knowing when to work and knowing when to step back, allowing things to unfold. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything else you like to add to this, bro? Because this has been so good, man. No, I, I don't want to add to what you've been saying. I think we can definitely end on that note because when they play it back, and I, I really advise you to play it back multiple times <laughs> because repetition deepens the impression. I would like to say that I do have two audio courses that I created, and they're really for the entrepreneur. One is called The Eight Habits of an Extraordinary Husband, And I talk about entrepreneurship in there. The character is an entrepreneur. And it goes through eight C's. They all start with a C. One is credit. And, you know, so we talk about the eight C's that will get you from where you are to where you want to be. It's an audio course. And the other one is good things come to those who wait by faith. And it's geared to the female entrepreneur. So this female has been through traumatic experiences, maybe experienced some uh, depression, anxiety may be angry for for various reasons but i walk you through her journey from where she's at to where she where she wants to be and it's a guide if you've been through some things in your life and you're tired Mm -hmm. of being sick and tired you want to grow you want to develop you want to be that person that people like and that you like more people you want to be the type of person or the entrepreneur that works well with other people that is an audio course that you would want to uh, get into your life as well. Thank you, Tony, man. I appreciate it, man. Enjoyed this time with you. And listen, everyone, hey, it's a lot of good stuff here. I hope you will enjoy it as much as I have, as much as we have doing this. Please add your comments. We really love comments. Like us, subscribe, and we'll be back again. And we're going to be doing some more stuff like this. Um, if, you, if, if you didn't watch me and Tony before, go back and watch Just Don't Quit. Uh, we've been getting a lot of positive things about our relationship stuff. So we're going to be doing some more stuff on um, on relationships. And soon, guys, look, soon, you know, we're we, we going to have some uh, powerful books and stuff coming out. You're going to have to read them. So, look, stay tuned because there's more to this. There's so much because mental health covers every aspect of life. That's all we call this. Therapy is life. But thinking and feeling and experiencing well-being is what we do because therapy and mental health is in everything. You guys have a nice day. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. And I will talk to you guys soon. Take care. Take care. All right.